Kieran just bought Bell's Brewery. Why is Bell's concealing that fact? This is a Birvana audio blog. Please forgive verbal stumbles and fumbles. And when you're done listening, consider a tasty pint from one of my partners, the Guinness Brewery of Dublin, Ireland, and Baltimore, Maryland, Freem Family Brewers of Hood River, Oregon, and Rubens Brews of Seattle, Washington. Their support makes this site possible. <clears throat> Earlier this morning, the owner of one of the most successful and important breweries in the world announced he was selling the company. Sort of. Here's how Larry Bell's official statement reads on the website. This week, Bell's finalized a sale agreement that will see us join forces with New Belgian Brewing in Fort Collins, Colorado. By bringing together two of the largest and fastest growing craft brand families in the country and unifying our companies under a single business model, we're creating one of the best and largest craft portfolios in the country. Larry does acknowledge that New Belgium is interned by Lions, uh, true as far as it goes, but then skips the actual context. Lion is one of the smallest figurines inside a Russian nesting doll of companies, like so many very large beer companies. New Belgium is an even smaller piece, deeper in the core, and inside New Belgium is Magnolia. But the real owner is Japan's Kirin, which founded Lion in 2009 when it purchased New Zealand Australian company of the same name. So why didn't Larry ever mention the name Kirin? A unicorn in craft brewing. It's hard to overstate what an important brewery Bells is. It's one of the key pioneer era American craft breweries, founded in Kalamazoo in 1985. It has grown to become one of the most successful breweries in the world. Good Beer Hunting reports that Bells was approaching a half million barrels in 2020, making it the 16th largest U.S. brewery and the second largest family-owned brewery after Sierra Nevada. But what really made Bells special was its incredible brand, which has peers in perhaps only New Glarus for fan loyalty. The most important example is Two-Hearted Ale, an early American IPA made solely with piney centennial hops. It's got that classic caramely profile that was mandatory in the 1990s. There have been a million beers like it since Bells released it 26 years ago. That's a fact super, fan, super fans, millions of them, will heartily dispute. To them, there's no beer like Two-Hearted, which contains the essence of place, a sense of aching romance, and a thousand memories in each glass. In a country in which novelty fuels IPA sales, it's the sixth bestseller and is still growing decades on. Too Hard isn't the only Bells that causes a warming in the hearts of fans even before they've had a sip. Oberon is a simple wheat beer so beloved that it has its own day, the moment it is released anew and unchanged each spring. Kalamazoo's Stout and Amber are two of the brewery flagships that have been chugging along since the early days. No brewery in the U.S. has this kind of sustained success on the chassis of a 1980, 1980s, 90s brewery. It's a unicorn if you wanted to understand the brand in context of beer, study Bells closely. Very few breweries have ever produced one as strong as Bells. Larry's, Larry has been the brewery's avatar since day one. Since his name is on the bottle, and now cans, he's often referred to by first name only, even by people like me who have never met him. If you're talking craft beer and you say the word Larry, people know who you mean. He's always been the guy who vouches for the brewery, the marker of authenticity. The whole thing is a package. The beer, the state, the brewery, the owner. It's why, when the time came to announce the sale, it had to come from Larry. The most valuable property in craft beer. A few years ago, it looked like Larry's plan for transition would keep the brewery in the family. His daughter, Laura, 
who had worked at the brewery a decade, became CEO in 2017. It looked like the brewery's legacy was safe for at least, a dec- for at least decades to come. Yet she abruptly stepped down uh, a little after more than a year. In his announcement today, Larry also mentioned that he'd be retiring almost immediately and would be gone in a couple months. In short order, no bells will be associated with bells. Perhaps someday we'll hear the backstory about how Kieran came to win this prize, but it was surely the most valuable in craft brewing. We've seen a lot of weird purchases over the year, but I have to think every big brewery had has had Larry on their speed dial for years. There just isn't a brewery to be had for any price like it. But that's exactly the contradiction that lies at the heart of the sale, and the reason Larry's announcement seems so odd. The beer doesn't make Bells valuable. As much as its devoted fans will dispute it, there are a lot of breweries making great beer. What makes Bells valuable is the history of the place, and most importantly, Larry Bell. Few brands would be placed in as much risk by distant foreign ownership as Bells. So it makes sense that Larry positioned the brewery to work in a portfolio with New Belgium. In the couple years since its sale, it still seems pretty New Belgium-y. It's another important legacy brewery that has managed to buck trends and find a second wind in IPAs. And sometimes these things do work out. The two owners of Pilsner Urquell have managed to keep the old brewery doing the same thing it always has. Yet anytime owners sell a brewery, they transfer power and all that goes with it to the new company. We have no idea what Kieran will do with Bells. Pairing it with New Belgium is a hopeful way to send it out of Michigan uh, and into the harsh world of international competition. And in his announcement video, Larry even used the passive voice when announcing the sale as if owning it personally was too challenging. Quote, the decision has been made to sell the company. When these announcements come out, we usually expect the purchasing brewery to use weasel words and passive language to downplay what actually happened. It's in the interests Uh, It's in their interest for customers to believe everything they love about a brewery is fully intact. I feel differently about this one. Larry clearly tried to keep the brewery independent. After 38 years, he's tired and ready to retire, and he also mentioned recent health problems. Running a business like this is incredibly stressful, and he's earned his retirement. Yet I don't doubt he wanted wanted it, it to go a different way. Thus, I suspect, the strange way he delivered the news. Bells was distant enough from Oregon that I didn't experience it the way Midwesterners have. I've never really, I've never really got what made it so magical in their eyes. But I hear the same thing from Michiganders when I try to convey my appreciation of Deschutes. We love breweries like Bells for reasons we don't fully understand. As a consequence, I can't predict what folks will do with a Kieran-owned and possibly New Belgium-allied Bells. Time will tell, and maybe you will too, in comments. But I think I get why it was hard for Larry to lay out the facts in clinical, antiseptic language of mergers and acquisitions. For him and millions of fans, the brewery meant more than the sum of its parts. I hope Kieran understands what it bought.